I'm now recording, nothing. just so you know. <laughs> Great. Do should we turn this off? Yeah, probably. I'm I'm locked and loaded. I think you need to okay. do is, it. Is there like there's a, a button on the side of it, right. on the top turn front to side of it. Turn to me. It won't go that far. <laughs> Dear listeners, he's trying to figure out a fan. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. There was a moment where it started to like turn in a direction that was going to be catastrophic for my setup over here. It was going to be bad. <laughs> but we figured it out. Bad things were going to happen. Bad things were going to happen. Incredible. What a gift. This is kind of surreal. Isn't <laughs> to, it? To be back. I feel like we've been gone for a year and not six weeks, eight weeks, two months, however the fuck long it's been. Aaron, you know what it feels like? It feels vaguely like... We were a beloved sitcom from the 80s or 90s. Mm -hmm. We had a great run. We mm -hmm. ended. And now they've rebooted us for Netflix. Yeah, <laughs> and it's not going as good. It's not going great. <laughs> it's a bad idea. We're the new Sex in the City Oh, <laughs> no. We're like um, the Gilmore Girls, I guess. We're Fuller House. We are Fuller. Oh. <laughs> and goodbye, everybody. Well, it was fun. It was a good time <laughs> while it was a good time. But now it is bad times no <laughs> it's the holidays only good times during the holidays it's the holiday season <laughs> it's da, 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 da. the most wonderful time of the year dum, bum, bum, bum. <laughs> um i wish all of our friends and family and listeners to know that um i decorated my apartment before alan got here i really set the vibe it's beautiful i w yeah i wish that we could we can somehow convey this to you but Aaron has built a lovely, like, cozy little nook. Yeah. And what is particularly fun about it is that I am a Halloween decor year-round person. <laughs> so it is a combination of our favorite things, which yes. is Halloween and the Christmas. Oh. Um, and when Alan got here, I had the candles going. I was like, uh, I set up the, the TV to be cat videos but christmas themed for my cat so she got to watch squirrels play in the snow uh and then i also had the christmas music going which i had to turn off for copyright purposes yeah that's devastating just pretend yeah. play but, some christmas yeah. music in the background of us yeah if we weren't both raging queers in opposite directions <laughs> it could have been misconstrued as a date <laughs> it's true it was very romantic like Ooh. yeah it was i was like i'm just gonna treat my friend and then i was like oh yeah people do this for like people they want to do things with <laughs> hi alan hi aaron how are you i am well how are you i'm, I'm hanging in there <laughs> <laughs> i feel that uh and here we are uh recording an episode it is the Holiday Spectacular 2021. Yeah, and I know you're asking yourselves, what holiday? <laughs> and you know what? We're asking ourselves that too. <laughs> um, but like previous years, we have sort of fallen off the rails completely. Like we are no longer a train. No. We are no, in a no. ravine somewhere. Oh, yeah. Bucky. Poor Bucky. Um, <laughs> oh, no. I made myself sad. No. Uh, <laughs> so we decided over text like mm -hmm. a week ago that we were like fuck it <laughs> we're gonna do holidays but no one needs that thanksgiving bullshit this no. year we're just not about it but we also missed halloween we yeah. chose 
tags for Halloween and then didn't record in time for Halloween. Ew. So the holiday spectacular <laughs> this year is going to be a speed run yes. <laughs> from spooky times to season's greetings. <laughs> Nailed it. Alan watched me struggle with that in real time. I, was I made eye contact and yep. there was panic. <laughs> Like, oh no, I didn't think about this joke to its end. Delightful. I'm glad we're back. <laughs> and just in time to leave. Um, oh, it's so true. It is accurate. So, yeah. So, friends, our, our tags this time around, it is going to be one of those doubleheader episodes. So, who the fuck knows how long it's going to take us to get through it. But um, it is a doubleheader episode of uh, tags. One set for Halloween and one set for Christmas. It's true. Uh, we are completely bucking with convention. And I don't think either one of them is an AU. You could argue one of them, but they're really? not officially AUs. Yeah. I guess that's true. Yeah. The fact that we're here is win enough. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. So I've decided I don't a care. thousand percent. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't even think about it. <laughs> yeah. No, we literally just picked tags that we could find fix for yeah. and enjoyed so we could like get through this and then, yeah. But it also like that would be fun to talk about. Yeah. So I, I was very excited about the tags. Yeah. I am excited about the text too. So All this mystery. <laughs> I know. Lots of mystery for something that is like in the title of the podcast yes, for sure. Because <laughs> that's what happened like the last two holiday seasons. I was like, we should make people guess what it is. And you're like, I put it in the title. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yes, I forgot about <laughs> I that. Like, Come on. <laughs> so that people know what they're getting into. Yeah, I know. But then we made like a whole big deal out of it in the episode. And my, in particular, <laughs> hi, my was like, y'all are ridiculous. <laughs> it's like, you right. <laughs> All right, yeah. so should we we should start chronologically in the calendar year? Oh yeah, I think, the, I think that's wise. Okay, so that means we're starting with Halloween, right? Yeah. Okay. So what's our what's our tag for spooky season? I think as resident spooky queen, you should be the one to oh announce this one. Wow, I'm so thrilled with that uh, title. <laughs> I will take it. I do have a mini Mothman, and he's adorable. I love him. He is. He's a little plushy. My friend, who also gave me a lot of crystals, um, Angel, <laughs> I love you so much, uh, gave me this mini Mothman, and I cried. <laughs> oh. It's really sweet. So our holiday tag for the Halloweens. That sounded bad. I'm not going to say that. Uh, our <laughs> our Halloween tag is dun, da, 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 ghosts. <laughs> Yes. Which is arguably Ghost AU. Yeah. You could make an argument. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Especially with how I think both of us chose to go about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A thousand percent. We did not choose canon ghost characters. <laughs> Neither of us did Danny Phantom. Oh, that would have been so smart. I know. I struggled. I, yeah, to I no did one's, To no one's surprise. Yeah. I need people to write more. Okay, here's the thing, though. I mm -hmm. guess in my head, I was like ghosts so one of them has to be a ghost mm -hmm. that was like in my in my head i was like that's the that's the guideline but i found so many just like a ghost hunter oh. you know like so many of those we should have done that yeah well we should have done ghost hunter especially with buzzfeed unsolved yeah uh ending and then a week later watcher turning up with buzzfeed unsolved in a mustache <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm so proud of them for it's so good i love it so much yes because people were joking on tumblr like watch them come out with their own version of the show like tweaked <laughs> enough to be legal in a week and they did amazing <laughs> thrilled uh ryan shane 
and Stephen, frankly. If yes, you ever want to be on this podcast, uh, our email address is thefigurist <laughs> at gmail.com. My phone number, I'm just kidding. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not going to do that. You can have mine. Mine is. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, seriously, the Ghost Hunter would have been fun, but we chose Ghost, and I realized belatedly that I lied. My choice was actually centered around a canon ghost character i was wondering i screwed up i did some i did, I did. some research as i <laughs> yep. often do when it's an entirely new fandom to me yep um and i and you said oh you know not canonical not canonically canonical canonical um it's not not canon and i was like hmm no it is i'm just a dummy no that's all right it's you know it's been a long six minutes since we started <laughs> recording <laughs> It's only been six minutes. No, it's been like nine and a half. Oh, okay. That's great. It's fine. I was like, don't mess with my perception of time. <laughs> oh, time is an illusion, my friend. Oh, God. It's not real. We can't go down in this path. Should we just become a philosophy podcast instead? No. <laughs> <laughs> philosophy AU. Ooh. <laughs> I love it. No, I'd hate that for us. So what kind of... Um, did you have any kind of parameters that you were looking for in a, in a ghost? No, fic? I was sheer desperation trying to find a fic. <laughs> could not fucking find one that i liked and i didn't really have one which was super frustrating amazing and i just picked the first one that was like okay <laughs> cool i i chose the fandom first and uh, yeah. that was somewhat of a disaster of a choice but i thought for sure that ghost would be in this fandom and in this pairing in particular that we're about to talk about mm -hmm. and then it was but it wasn't tagged obviously and the it was just a struggle to try to find something that sort of like made sense for like yeah. how we talk about fanfic and like why like why we would pick something to talk about yeah because there was plenty that was just sort of like okay yeah like plenty of of, of fix where they're just like oh yes yeah. but i wanted it. to pick something that had something to talk about and spoke to the show that i chose and all that kind of yeah, stuff. yeah some so. substance uh, good yeah yeah i agree i, I yeah. know what you mean so it took me a little bit and apparently this is not something that i read because in my 3500 <laughs> <laughs> we've crushed that threshold um <laughs> i didn't have any ghost tags um like not a one and I did have some Quelliot, of course, that mm. dealt with Q in the afterlife. Oh, uh, yeah. But I didn't... One, I didn't want to send you another magician's <laughs> I'm trying really, really hard to broaden the horizons a little bit. But also, like, they weren't about Q being a ghost. Right. They were about always about Elliot trying to get Q back from the afterlife in mm. the underworld which is great and wonderful and I've clearly read a thousand of those things <laughs> but it wasn't the vibe it like wasn't it wasn't the Halloween spooky season right like because for a tag yeah. that you want the tag to kind of be the the center point right of the of the thing like how how a fic uses that convention yeah. it was not pride Two electric spookaloo it was not alas. it was pride three I'm crying <laughs> <laughs> New merch coming soon. <laughs> yeah. We really do need to start making merch of the stupid shit we say just for fun. There's so much good stuff. If yeah. someone out there can remember just like quotes, please send them our way. Yeah, seriously. We'll make a sticker. Yep. So <laughs> what about you, Alan? Did you, you kind of went into it a little bit. Was there anything in particular that you really enjoyed about Ghost Fic? I, it's, it's fascinating. So No. <laughs> i i did i i had an interesting time because i obviously watch a lot of horror movies and i read a lot of like horror novels 
Um, so I'm no like stranger to like a haunted house or like a ghost. Um, and actually that's kind of my preferred genre in, in spooky things. Um, so it was weird to find a, to try to find a story that was not about the spooks, Mm -hmm. but about the relationship. Yeah. So that was, that was an interesting like journey for me. Yeah. And I started like two random fix that I was like, oh, this is it. I started reading, what was it? It was a, it was a James Bond, uh, like, uh, fic. And it oh, sat yeah. on paper, the summary, the length was good too. It was like mm-hmm. between 10 to 15,000. And I was like, this is like a, a good, like solid chunk. Mm-hmm. And I got through like half of it before the characterization just fell apart. And I was like, no. That's a bummer. Yeah. It ha- that, I had a few false starts. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I think I landed on something that I was like, this is good. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm fine. I'm and fine with this. I had a great time with yours. Oh, good. Yeah. Should I launch into? It sounds yeah. Like, it sounds yours? like we're there. Yeah, we love a natural segue. <laughs> all right, I gotta close out all of my Google tabs about how to set up my <laughs> garage pin. We had a journey, folks. It was. Oh my god! So just like the short version of it is, every time we do this in person, we have to Google from scratch how to set up two microphones to record simultaneously, and it never works on the first seven tries. No. It's bad. So now that we're recording and talking about fan fiction, the Halloween ghost uh, fan fiction that Alan sent me is called The Afterlife of the Party by Never Say Die on AO3. The universe and the fandom that it's in is MCU, specifically Captain America, Marvel Cinematic <laughs> Universe. We are, you know, that old chestnut. Yep. I was very on board with it. I was like, uh, <laughs> you know where my current hyperfixations lie. Um, the summary says, oh, no. Hell no. Bucky freezes with his hand halfway to the giant ornamental vase the new family have just unpacked. Smashing it would be the perfect way to announce himself on moving day, a big stylish gesture that's ambiguous enough to leave them feeling only slightly unnerved until he decides things need to escalate. That is, it would be the perfect way to announce himself if a skinny blonde kid hadn't just walked through the living room wall. This house is taken, pal. What the fuck? Uh, this is my family. The kid is standing there awkwardly, like they're still corporeal and he might have to duck or deliver a punch in the near future. This is my house. He narrows his eyes and slowly gets to his feet. The guy's eyes keep flicking to his missing arm and Bucky is starting to see red. And I don't appreciate other people living in it. Brackets. In which dead dorks in love, awkward ghost sex, and a whole lot of accidental feelings happen. And brackets. (laughs) I love the brackets part of that summary. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the rest of it is... We uh, we love an excerpt summary. Yeah, it's the first like six lines of the fic, which oh, is... it literally is. Yeah, it's the first chunk of it, which is fair. It's a way to do it. We talk about this every time. Mm-hmm. We don't have to get into it. Yep, yep. Um, I really liked the bracket part of it. I think that is a very fun and funny way to describe this fic, which is very much about dead dorks in love, <laughs> awkward go sex, and a bunch of accidental feelings. Yep. <laughs> there we go. That's what's on the tin. Yeah. So the way that this fix starts off is just what I talked about. Um, a new family is moving into the house that Bucky haunts. Bucky and Steve are both dead. They are both ghosties. Yep. And Bucky is a very angry, vengeful spirit. And Steve is more of a protective spirit. And he is attached to, Steve, he meaning Steve, is attached to the little girl in the family, who you kind of come to find out is in a foster situation. So mm-hmm. this is actually a foster family scenario. Bucky is attached to the house. 
So there's sort of the immediate conflict is that Bucky wants them gone, but Steve wants to protect them so they can stay. Hilarious. <laughs> <Yeah>. Wonderful. <laughs> On board. The uh, So Bucky goes to like start scaring the child and scaring the adults. And Steve throws down and is like, absolutely not. You cannot like you cannot scare her. She's been through enough shit. And Bucky realizes that the girl, Sarah, can see Steve. And Bucky's like, what the fuck? You're not supposed to be seen as a ghost. And he was like, it's fine. I'm her imaginary friend. Like, she's a foster kid. Like, they all think it's cute. It's fine. (laughs) And he's like, okay. And then Sarah starts being able to see Bucky as well, which is like, from the beginning, she can kind of see him. And she knows now that there's like two spirits or whatever. Mm -hmm. So they sort of hang out. And over the course of the fic, uh, Bucky starts to like kind of warm up to steve and by extension sarah although not really um bucky is a very angry spirit because he has been murdered in the house which you find out pretty late in the fic um and it was quite a violent experience Mm -hmm. so his sort of post spirit life whatever mission is to be angry and yeah, drive people vengeful. out of the thing and it sort of sets up this or it presumes this construct where spirits are not in charge of what they do like they have no control over where they go or what they are assigned to do they just kind of have parameters that they have to live in so mm-hmm. bucky's is that he can't leave the house right and he like flies into these angry rages and once he starts off on a rage like he can't stop it it's too it's too late um, there is a sort of moment in the fic, kind of like early on-ish, where he gets really angry and throws a book and it hits Sarah and Sarah like starts bleeding. And Steve, being a protective spirit, banishes him to the backyard. <laughs> and that's kind of Steve's parameters is he is there to protect Sarah. So mm-hmm. he can't leave her side for very long. He goes wherever they go and he like he is there he gets sort of gets more powerful and stronger when there are threats to sarah so he protects her it's kind of a fascinating construct yeah and i really enjoyed that little look into like it wasn't a heavy-handed thing which Mm -hmm. i liked a lot but it gave a little bit of context to the world and some interesting it set up interesting conflict later too because those two things are sort of diametrically opposed and you have these two characters who sort of slowly are getting into each other and then <laughs> but they have these like cross purposes that are going to come to a head eventually Oof. so through the course of the fic you realize that steve died in 1929 he was very sickly they mm-hmm. used the backstory from steve rogers the character to that great effect except he actually died of pneumonia he never became you know a super soldier or anything like that and so Steve is a little bit more gentle about the afterlife than Bucky is. Steve has a lot of, um, he was just like, you know, frankly, I live longer than I thought I was going to. <laughs> yeah. So I wasn't too mad when the time came because like I had lived a good long life of 30 years <laughs> and that, you know, pneumonia wasn't the worst way to go. Mm. Um, but Bucky is very protective of the information about how he died because it was so traumatic and terrible. Right. Um, but Steve kind of picks up on that and kind of like, you know the Grinch's heart grows a couple of sizes (laughs) through Steve's sort of kindness and they're you know they're clearly warming up to each other and Bucky's happy to not be lonely in a fun way like you know he's like you know you get used to being alone and I'm meant to be alone clearly because I can't leave the house but Steve sort of like warms him up he's like all right I guess it's okay yeah and that's really sweet so they 
get to a point where they realize that Sarah can see Bucky's form and that is worrisome because Steve had been trying to sort of like phase out of Sarah seeing him because he was like she's a foster kid like they had made a deal Steve and Bucky had made a deal where Bucky would leave the kid alone Mm -hmm. but he could kind of do whatever he wanted to the adults who are Natasha and Sam which is also (laughs) very cute and that had been working they had kind of like started having feelings for each other I'm skipping ahead a little bit so they they attempt to have ghost sex (laughs) so while they're in this stasis of Bucky is uh you know he's haunting the adults but not sarah they're coexisting to the best of their ability their feelings grow steve and bucky's feelings grow for each other and it heads towards like being a relationship very quickly which is kind of funny (laughs) but steve is not solid (laughs) nor it very like very not solid and bucky i think is a little bit more solid or has i don't know a greater grasp of becoming vaguely solid yeah i didn't get why steve had issues with falling through things (laughs) i think the implication is because uh bucky is a kind of poltergeist Mm -hmm. and poltergeists have that like innate ability to like fuck with the material world like opening doors and like flipping chairs and like throwing books yeah (laughs) Yeah. whereas steve's is more like you know protecting like moving things away Mm, fair so they you know move towards kissing and as when bucky goes in for the first kiss he like falls through steve basically (laughs) because steve was like oh i'm sorry like i wasn't i wasn't focusing on being solid enough for that and bucky's like does that mean i'm gonna have to give you a 10 second warning every time i kiss you (laughs) and steve's like what are you gonna do it often enough that it's gonna be a problem (laughs) so it's very funny um and they you know things escalate in the spirit world of sexuality um they go to have sex and stuff and it's funny because like they have a good time because steve is focusing so hard on making sure that his butt is solid that he doesn't remember that the rest of him needs to be solid so he falls halfway through a wall (laughs) during the act and uh bucky's like what the fuck and he like steve finds it hilarious so they're just like it's very fun and very joyful which is such a departure from how bucky died and like it's so wonderful so they're having this great time and bucky's like i'm living on stolen time like i know this but i'm going to enjoy every second of it and eventually the day comes where steve is like you have to get rid of the family you have to make sure that they go and bucky's like no don't do this to me like why and we can we can make it work it'll be okay and steve is like no 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 sarah can see you and she can see you more often than i am used to her being able to see me and i think that you multiple presences being around her is making both of us more corporeal to her more visible and it's one thing to have an eight-year-old with an imaginary friend who you know keeps her safe and whatever what like people are going to think that's cute or something Mm -hmm. to do with her being a foster kid if she starts seeing you and your missing arm and your anger and all that stuff that's not cute like she's going to get sent back like it's going to be a problem for her and i have to protect her from that right like he's nervous that they're going to start thinking that she has like mental problems or something and also i think um what prompts steve to bring this to bucky is he overhears natasha and sam talking about a drawing that sarah had made wherein she drew this man without the arm and at this point we have heard natasha and sam like 
talking about what happened in the house. Like they mm-hmm. called the realtor after they kept getting haunted. And that's kind of how Steve and the audience find out, oh, like there was a very violent murder. Yeah. I do wish that murder had been tagged. Yeah, I was thinking that too when it happened. It was a lot more, it kind of blindsides you because the, yeah. the rest of the fic is like, I won't, I won't say it's like lighthearted, but it's no. like, you know, it's, um, you, th- you think you know what's hap- what you're in for and then mm-hmm. it just happens and it's very graphic. It is very graphic and it's very different from how he lost the arm in the movie, yeah. in the comics. So um, just a trigger warning for anybody who is particularly, um, you know, it's a lot, it's domestic violence basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I won't go too deep into the details for the purposes of triggering, but um, I do wish it had a tag for that. Um, I What I had assumed would happen is that he was a veteran, which is often mm. what sort of how they redo a Bucky AU is like, you know, he loses his arm in an IED or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then that's why he's angry. But that is not at all how it went. No. No, so, no, no. Yeah. Basically, his boyfriend was responsible for his murder. And it was it was a little blindsidey. But, you know, Steve's argument here is like, we have to we have to get her out of here before this escalates and they start being concerned about her. Mm-hmm. And then it's, you know, you know, this placement won't stick and all that kind of stuff. Like she's finally kind of happy and settled. Yeah, I have to I have to keep her that way. And Bucky's like, are you trying to get rid of me? Like I don't <laughs> want to do that and all that kind of stuff. But he's like, OK, fine. And so he escalates haunting them until they finally have to move out. And they do move out. And when you know the sort of you're really upset (laughs) about it because you're like oh no they're gonna you know like Bucky was finally happy and he deserved so much beautiful happiness and then uh Steve literally just like poofs back into his life in the last paragraph and Bucky's like uh you're here and Steve's like yeah I'm here (laughs) Bucky's like you're not with Sarah and Steve's like yeah I know I just kind of poof I'm here and I guess she doesn't need me anymore and it's real cute. It's adorable. <laughs> it's very adorable. And they, Bucky's like, you want to not live here with me? <laughs> <laughs> and Steve's like, yeah, asshole, I do. And that's the end of the fic. And they spend an afterlifetime together. Yeah. As happy little little gay spirits. Love it. Dead they, dorks in love. Yeah. It was very, very cute. So uh, that was a somewhat back and forth version of the summary, but I didn't take notes, so you get what you get. Um, <laughs> you don't get upset. No, and I had a great time. I don't know if you could tell by my tone. The only thing that I really like made note of and was like frustrated by was the lack of the warning about mm-hmm. how Bucky died, because I did think that that needed yeah. to be sort of whatever. It does say in the archive warning at the top that the creator chose not to use archive warnings. So from that perspective, it is what it is. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it would have been fair because it says past violence but it doesn't specify the type of violence and it feels a little out of character with the rest of the fic just like you were talking about yeah it's yeah. it's a jarring like turn yeah i it's also like written out yeah like absolutely like they, they tells like it's a flashback yeah like, it's basically you read what happened to bucky and i'm like oh this is dark yeah and i thought it was like because again we first hear it from sam and natasha when they're talking like we overhear the story about what happened to Bucky and you're like, oh, that and that in itself, I was like, oh, that's a bummer. Like, that's bad. But then, like, they have the moment where Steve asks Bucky and Bucky tells him the story yeah. and then it triggers that flashback. And I was like, ooh, yeah, ouchies. I think it could have done without it, to be yeah, honest with that, you. Yeah. Yeah. I think with Natasha and Sam 
telling the story. And what's actually kind of interesting is that Bucky has a moment of like Natasha. I think Sam says something along the lines of like, "Oh wow, like you know, I can't believe this happened here or whatever." Mm-hmm. Do you really think this place is haunted? And Natasha's like, "If that happened to me, I'd haunt the fuck out of the place too. <laughs> like, yeah. I'd be pissed." So Natasha has a moment of sympathy with Bucky that Bucky is kind of like taken a little bit aback by. It doesn't change his purpose or anything, but there is a moment of like, "Huh," and. I think really all you needed was for him to then describe, maybe like talk through it with Steve. I didn't think we needed the flashback. No, we didn't. So if that is something that's going to be triggering to you, there is, it's in italics. So I think you can pretty reasonably skip over it. Yeah. Just a heads up that it's not tagged and it's in there. Other than that, this was a delightful romp. (laughs) I really loved Steve falling through the wall because he was so focused on not letting his butt go. It was so funny. And, like, the way that they go into that incident, too, is, like, they say they have trouble. It was, like, the first time they have sex, Steve has trouble staying hard. Yeah. (laughs) And I was, like, excuse me? I forgot about that. And then it happens, and you're, like, ah. It's so funny. And it's also funny because Bucky's, like, I made that joke. (laughs) He's, like, laughing to himself for having made that joke. I always love when, like. It's a good joke. I love when they add like laughter in sex scenes like i think it's it's so it's a new level of intimacy yeah and i i was happy to see it here it was great so yeah thank you for sending this one i'm glad you enjoyed it i definitely have gotten back to my mcu trash roots (laughs) um and anything involving bucky i'm happy about steve i'm happy about so this was a good time i would give this hmm, like a 3.8 that's great. Yeah. Love like, that. It was really good. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. That Fantastic. sounds that sounds good and well fair. Well done, team. Good job. I also loved how short it was. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, can Thanks I mention oh. <laughs> <laughs> When I when I when it, when I tell you the relief I felt when I went into the spreadsheet and saw the length of your fix, I was like <sighs> Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> we had the same thought. Yeah, we were, we're, like, we, were mm-hmm. on the, we were on the same page. No. <laughs> And I actually did have to reread Fix this time to send you. So I was like, mm-mm. <laughs> I almost sent you like a 12 chapter thing. And I was like, N- none of us want to do this. <laughs> no one wants that right now. This is not the year. No. Not the season. No. We've, we've been through enough. It's true. <laughs> so, yeah, the length of this fic is also perfect if you're looking for just kind of like a quick bite. Yeah. yeah. Like a, like an afternoon. Like, oh, I want yeah. something, something good. But it's also not lacking in substance for being so short, which no. I think can sometimes be the case where yeah. somebody writes something that's short and you're like i want more of this i actually think i got the exact right amount of this fic i agree yeah <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> i love that it was just sort of this like couple months period and it went really well and then it ended on a very cool like clean break yeah where i didn't feel like i was missing out on anything good or it dragged on. Yeah, yeah exactly it was perfect so good length hooray yeah i guess now now it is my turn it is indeed your turn. That is how this works. Wow, it's been a second. It has. Okay. So, Aaron sent me a fic titled Let Me Be Yours. Uh, it is written by Wildisms, an archive of our own. And this is in the Umbrella Academy TV show fandom. Woohoo! Yeah. Hey. I was like, wow. Uh-huh. I, I've never seen it. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> no one's surprise. Also needs to be a t-shirt. <laughs> Never seen true. it. <laughs> With just a TV that's off. Because yeah. that's, that's, how, that's my it's television unplugged. at home. <laughs> it's unplugged. 
<laughs> oh man. Um, and it's between Klaus Hargreaves and David Dave Katz. Um, the summary reads. Klaus's body shook as Dave's spirit entered him, pushing his own soul into the metaphorical backseat, his body no longer entirely his own. It was an odd feeling, but not a bad one. He had been ready for the intrusion, to be an observer through his own eyes. If he prepared, if he relaxed, if he trusted enough, the intimacy of it was actually kind of enjoyable. It was strange, the similarities between possession and penetration. Wow, Dave murmured, but it was Klaus's voice that came out. Dave possesses Klaus. It turns out possession isn't so bad under the right circumstances. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, straightforward and to the point. It says what it says. It's uh, it's what's on the tin. And I forgot I sent you this. <laughs> <laughs> Were you explaining an entirely different fic? No, but I forgot how sexual it is. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't. So let me tell you, I wasn't surprised. I saw this and I was like. That checks out for an Aaron fix. <laughs> I it is my gift to you. Thank you. We we could all use some holiday smut. I think. I think so. <laughs> yeah. So I not only have I not seen this one, but sometimes I feel like you uh, you know we have new fandoms that mm-hmm. I have I know enough about to get a buy. Like I I have heard from other people. I've read articles or stuff yeah. like that. The Umbrella Academy is one that I have not really heard anything about other than like a very like surface level like premise um so i I was like intrigued and then after i spent a good like 45 minutes on the wiki reading (laughs) thank you internet (laughs) yep reading uh catching up on everything i was like wow that sounds like a nightmare (laughs) i never (laughs) want to watch that show it's funny because it's based on a comic book Uh by gerard way of my chemical romance oh, i forgot fame. about that yeah. and i think it really succeeds as a comic book adaptation it does sound i think a lot darker and it seems a lot darker than it is it has an element of i, I don't know how to it's sort of like whimsy it's like dark whimsical mm. i hate the word whimsical now because of the magicians it's a whole <laughs> thing but it is sort of like whimsical in a weird you know and in a fu- dark way and funnily enough i would say that in in my head, having never seen either of these shows. <laughs> so speaking from zero experience. From zero experience, I would say that like the Magicians and the Umbrella Academy have kind of share kind of like a, a tone, probably. Uh, yeah, I think the Magicians wound up skewing darker. Yeah, it did get darker. Um, But yeah, I think that's fair. They have a similar sort of starting point. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's what I would say. Yeah. Um, so I read all of Klaus's like backstory and Dave's and I was like devastating it's upsetting it i need them to stop killing our queers know, stop it really. stop it it is deeply upsetting. oh sorry spoiler spoiler warning spoilers <laughs> is it a spoiler at this point or can we know. just assume that canon queers will be dead is it coming back is there another season of this yeah, coming i think so oh, i guess it's i feel like it's been a while but maybe this second it has season been a while like... but I, i'm pretty sure another season's in the works nice i hope so yeah um so yeah this is exactly what it says on the tin there's not really an overarching like storyline there's not like events that progress but it's told like um it's an it's a night between klaus and dave and the conceit here is that klaus is using his powers to manifest a like the spirit the Mm -hmm. ghost of dave and he's able to do it to the point where like 
Dave is basically basically alive. Like he like Klaus can touch him, people can see him, like have conversations mm-hmm. on an entire his own being, which I was shaken by. I was yeah. like, this man, Klaus, must be so fucking powerful that yeah. he's able to just manifest mm-hmm. uh, like a, a a a physical, a corporeal, corp, corporeal, Cor- corp, corp, corporeal, corporeal. I yeah. can't say that. I struggle with that word. It's a hard word to say. <laughs> he 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 makes a person. He has, he makes yeah. a human like constantly. Yeah. Wild to me. What's really funny is that the show doesn't get into it too much, but apparently in the comic books, it's clear that Klaus is an extremely powerful uh, person. And in the show, he's like a hot mess of a person, right? Mm. So he's constantly self-medicating because he has this power that is horrific. Yeah. Where it's like he communes with the dead. Like he sees the dead everywhere and they can tell that he can see them. So he is constantly trying to like dull his senses Mm -hmm. for the first seat. Like he's on drugs of all varieties and types he's like he played by the robert sheehan who is absolutely incredible as this character and like you just pity him so much because you understand it's clearly coming from trauma (laughs) but he's like deeply addicted to drugs and alcohol and really struggles but you also know that he if he put his mind to it and if he chose to you know develop these powers it would be insane yeah and he is the reason that we can still see one of the other siblings one of the other characters ben oh oh yeah ben died when they were kids right and klaus is the only one who can see ben Mm -hmm. and talk to him and ben has stuck around to be sort of klaus's sidekick and it's kind of a thing in the show and a lot of the, the the conventions that the fic is taking about you know creating like giving body to a dead spirit comes from ben and klaus in the show because there's a moment where klaus sort of channels ben and ben possesses him and it's like a whole thing so a lot of the sort of mechanics are like extrapolated from stuff that happened in the show Mm -hmm. but they're not direct parallels yeah i I got that a lot uh the fic uh, calls back to like oh the time with Ben or this is different from Ben yeah mm-hmm. so I was able to get that context but I again floored yep. floored I always if <laughs> I was like, like if I have this power can I find myself like a, an old timey boyfriend <laughs> oh just, my god to make my own boyfriend <laughs> uh, and also it's important to know that Klaus met Dave in Vietnam yeah and the short version of that story is Klaus accidentally time traveled to Vietnam fell in love with dave on the battlefield and then dave died and klaus came back to the modern time and was absolutely devastated i've never been as upset at a tv show as the moment when klaus comes back and you what's wild is you know exactly what happened before he says a word and before they tell you what happened you know what happened and because they have him accidentally time travel out of a bus and he's got the suitcase whatever Mm. that takes you to whatever date and when they pan over to the suitcase that's now on the ground, it says, you know, 1968 or so. And then pretty much the next scene, he's back in the bus, covered in blood, in fatigues, holding, like, holding the suitcase again, just completely dead oh. in the face. Oh, chills. And I've never been so, like, I knew exactly where he was. I knew what had happened. I didn't know this whole story. Sure. But you could just tell. I was like. Like, it was visceral. It was so upsetting. <laughs> And it was so well done. I was like upset. The costume designer in particular deserves a fucking Oscar for that moment because (laughs) it was so evocative of exactly what you knew 
It was wild. Ugh. So that contact is helpful too. Dave is not just some random spirit that he's like <laughs> hunky hunky dead boy. It's specifically like his boyfriend sure, from the Vietnam sure. War. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sorry, I really this. That's okay. I have a lot of context <laughs> to share. <laughs> I never... Okay, I'm going to stop talking about this. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's a pretty straightforward fic. It's uh, Klaus and Dave hanging out one night, and then Klaus brings up the possibility of Dave possessing him. And Dave is like, well, if if you would like to try, I, I am down. <laughs> it's very sweet. Dave is very much like a, what whatever you would like. But mm-hmm. then when they get down to it, you know, he's... He, he's good. <laughs> <laughs> he's into it. Yeah, he's into it. Um... And Klaus is like, I think I do. Like, I, I like, I want to feel closer to you. I think that we should give it a shot. Um, and, and Dave is like, okay, well, if you're sure. And like, when do you want to do it? And Klaus is like, why not now? We're already <laughs> talking about it. Time is fleeting. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, yeah, so then Dave possesses Klaus. And they have, uh, like, the first thing they do is they go in, have a shower. Um, because this is a new experience to Dave where like, you know, he, he is not able, he's not actually alive. No, as powerful as Klaus is, like, there's still limitations to how much Dave can feel on like his quote unquote skin, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So being in Klaus's body and being able to feel like the hot water and like the, the cool tiles under his feet, like that's a very, um, it's, it's, it's like sensory overload thank you yes sensory like such a sensory experience um yeah and then they jerk off in the shower and then have like a moment of aftercare in bed where dave finally leaves klaus's body and then they cuddle and have, have kind of like a moment where they discuss that um so that is the basic shoestring plot that's that's what happened in this fic but oh my god like the description like oh it was so well done Mm -hmm. the sensory overload the the feel i was like i was in that shower with them (laughs) i was like "Ooh, yes the feel of the water and like the attention paid to like every sensation that Mm -hmm. a person who might who doesn't have uh senses anymore might feel was wonderful i thought it was great and they they also uh, they put a lot of attention to Klaus how Klaus is feeling inside mm-hmm. because again as we mentioned uh, canonically Ben possesses Klaus at a point in the show um, and in the fic it talks about how Klaus um, was exhausted and it felt like too crowded and like he sometimes had to like fight mm-hmm. to not be you know shoved aside in his own body. Um, and then and that's a completely different experience than he has with Dave where like it feels like um, you know like they're sharing like actual like he's happy to step aside and I thought that that the description of it was so beautiful and there's the there's the line that I teared up I was like oh, oh no. no it was the like Soft boy Alan has made an appearance yeah it, well, it was a moment where here let me find it let me find it because I I was beside myself I was this is impression. I'm not. I'm not It's a key change. Loved it. Oh God. Okay, hang on. Let's let's be smart about this, Alan. 
Okay, here it is. Yeah, oh my god, so many times I'm like looking at something and I was like, god, I just really want to like open a new tab and yeah. do something in the air. Um, so he says, so Dave says, oh my god, that's, I can feel you. He could feel Dave too, a weird swirling of emotions that weren't his. Um, uh, those nerves, that cautiousness, cautiousness, that wasn't him, but he felt them anyway. More than any of that, though, he felt love. He'd known Dave loved him, but knowing and feeling were not the same, and feeling it for himself was almost too much. It was real. Dave loved him just as much as he loved Dave. And I was like, ah! <laughs> Alan melted into a puddle of goo. <laughs> I mean, Alan wow. Alan is no longer corporeal. Here's the thing. That is such a, like... I feel like that's an emotion that every human being in the world wants. Like, because you, mm-hmm. you, someone can tell you they love you and you can, yep. and you can believe them, but there will always be a limit to that. Right. And to have that limit not exist in this fic, for them to have taken that opportunity to like actually explore, like knowing, like feeling someone else's, fe- oh, mm-hmm. beautiful, gorgeous. I was Incredible. like, oh. It was wonderful. And yeah, the rest of the fic is very much like that. Where, like, it's all full of love and warmth and, like, affection. And you feel so taken care of. And I was like, of course Aaron's on this. Of course it is. <laughs> of course. And even... All right. I've been seen. It's <laughs> cool. <laughs> you t- I, I get it. I was like, yeah. you, yeah, Aaron loves, like, that, that, like, taking care of someone. The, like, affection. Is there a magician's fic with the exact same conceit? <laughs> You bet your ass there is. <laughs> Welcome to our new segment. Is there a magician's pick for that? <laughs> there is. Where they literally share a consciousness. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't send that one to you, though. I, yeah, appreciate it. I because this eventually. was lovely. I thought this was great. Um, and so, yeah, at the end of the fic, or after they're done jerking off in the shower, um, Dave comes out and Klaus, uh, as wonderful as it was, Klaus is, like, fucking, like, exhausted. He feels wrung out. He, like... All his energy is sapped and he's like, you know, a puddle, essentially. Mm -hmm. And so then you get this lovely moment where, like, they are cuddling in bed and Dave, you know, they're just touching base Mm -hmm. about what happened. And, uh It's aftercare. It's beautiful. I I was like, this is, what a lovely, lovely thing. I was, I was thinking about this as a, from the point of view of someone, like, if I I was imagining, I was like, if I had seen this show, Mm -hmm. I would have been devastated like that scene that you described i had chills aaron if i had mm-hmm. if i had witnessed with my own peepers that scene you were talking about you i would not i would not exist <laughs> i would be just dead non-corporeal yeah exactly <laughs> toast <laughs> yeah it was gut-wrenching that was the scene that got me on the show too. yeah that was it i was like once i was saw that i was like i'm in i'm on this ride and i knew it like i knew from reading just from reading it, i was like i know how traumatizing that scene must have been to people watching or to any like yeah. queer person or any person with feelings really how yeah. fucking devastating and traumatizing and yeah. to have a fic like this that kind of gives you like it's like a little healing salve, you know. Like you mm-hmm. feel like warm, and I was like, oh, okay, this is nice to. This is kind of the the healing power of fanfic that we always talk about. Like getting yeah. that that happy ending that that like is just so wonderful. I thought it was great. I had a a great time. You're like I had a great time sobbing into my pillow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, for different reasons. <laughs> oh, no. It was a Tuesday. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't fall behind. We're going down on a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> we are not going up <laughs> no 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 no. yeah i i thought it was great um Hooray. yeah that's exciting very well done 
I had completely forgotten what I sent you <laughs> before right now. As is as is as it goes to be fair also like to be very fair you put that fic in our spreadsheet at a sensible time Mm -hmm. in early october Mm -hmm. and i did not read it (laughs) until early (laughs) december so this is not on you this is on me (laughs) we planned this ghost episode for halloween and here we are (laughs) uh yeah i yeah it's been a while since i've read it it got rough i had a rough october everyone oh boy same you know i think all of us just can be like it's cool yeah it's fine we're we're at a point now after the you know after 2020 everyone's like oh you had a rough time that's fine that's fine we got it the world's ending nothing matters yeah we're living through the end times how am i how should i expect us to adhere to deadlines (laughs) (laughs) deadlines are meaningless it's true anyway what would you rate this fic of mine that i sent to you i didn't write it but (laughs) (laughs) you you wrote this oh my god but my recommendation to you i would probably give it a (gasps) 4.3 yeah and here's the thing is i can't it isn't that I can fault anything. Like, I don't uh-huh. think that it's technically, like, there isn't anything that detracts points. I think the only thing it's, um, you know, it's short and it, like, mm-hmm. takes place. It's it's a contained story, which is wonderful and I think is what it was set, set out to do. Um, but I would have wanted, like, a little, like, you know, a little spice, a little drama, a little conflict. Mm, but that's, that's not on the fic. I yeah. think that's just, like, my own expectation of the thing. I think we've talked about this before. The difference between fic that is like trying to do something narratively, like mm-hmm. it has a, like a conflict and it's kind of like following that narrative structure, versus a fic that is interested in like exploring the world further. And it's not actually about telling a new story. Yeah, it's kind of like a, it's almost like an episode tag, kind of, but it's more just like, I really like this world and want to play around in it. Yeah, and that's really what this is. There's I agree. very yeah. There's no. There's no impulse to be like, and then Klaus has to figure out, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, that's yeah. not what this is. It's just I want to play around with these characters. Very slice of life-ish. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I loved it. I thought it was wonderful. And I think that the way that they explored all of, like, it took the, the you know, the the conceit of, of his powers and of the show. It took all of the stuff that canon set out for for you and, like, made something really really beautiful and like with such an emotional depth that i was like that's that's incredible so good yeah if you do decide to watch the tv show let me know (laughs) i (laughs) I don't feel like you will (laughs) i'm I'm, I'm putting it out out there not for me yeah can't do it (laughs) it's great i think you would have a fun time but you'd have to watch it in short bursts (laughs) yeah (laughs) just sort of pace yourself on that one yeah very fun well, that was Halloween. Yeah, we did it. We did it. <laughs> and now on to Christmas. <laughs> Happy holiday. Kind of what it feels like happened in real life. It's true. To be yeah, with you. November flew by. Yeah. I blinked and it was gone. Yeah, which like I'm not complaining about because Thanksgiving is probably has become one of my lesser holidays. Yeah, I really love Halloween because like it's spooky season. I yeah. love Pride Two Electric Spookaloo. Thanksgiving just like. Over the course of time, you can't separate it from the capitalist and colonialist like yeah. lie that it is it's that true. it's predicated upon. And the longer time goes on, it's like, are we just gonna like accept that this <laughs> is trash? Should we just call it like Turkey Day or something? Should we? <laughs> should, should we do we, something different on this day? We just not do this anymore. And like, my family's all like living in different places now, so it's like you know my 
you know whatever we get like the people together who just like fight the whole time (laughs) i don't know if turkey's worth this man (laughs) like it's just hard i don't know if it's worth um but it's like one of those things where like you're just sitting on eggshells the whole time and like truly mashed potatoes i don't think are worth it i can make mashed potatoes at home (laughs) i don't have to do that so speed running into christmas which while not my favorite holiday is slightly different um i think is i'm okay with that yeah that makes sense November's always interesting for me because uh so it's thanksgiving and then usually a week beforehand is my birthday mm. uh and then nine days before that it's my brother's birthday mm. seven days before that it's my mom's birthday <laughs> so it's like this what weird happened nine months before <laughs> valentine's day ah fuck <laughs> yeah i was like what i was like we've all done this yeah we've we all have if you have not you're missing out just count nine months back from when you were when when you were born and see what occasion uh-huh. conceived you <laughs> yeah i was definitely a spring <laughs> spring cleaning it was like spring has sprung <laughs> have a kid <laughs> amazing gross <laughs> yeah so i'm always just really stressed about november because i'm like my birthday's coming up i've got to plan things oh i've got to find my mom's gift oh, i've got to find my brother's gift that's a lot <sighs> yeah. yeah that's a lot yeah wow i'm thrilled with that number that rating <laughs> just so you know because i was not expecting to be that high particularly because you had no idea of the fandom and i was like perhaps this will not read <laughs> um but that is very exciting you know i try to i try to come to new fandoms with an open heart and an open mind meanwhile i'm like no <laughs> change <laughs> i hate it don't make me learn new names <laughs> you wanna wow so exciting so all yeah right. we are on to christmas should i go first or do you want to go first should we just alternate i feel like I don't know. It's <laughs> too many, Great. too many decisions Good to talk. be made by me. Um, I, <laughs> I can't make a decision. Great, I'll, I'll go. I'll talk about you. Thank you. Sure. Great. So, oh, and I we should announce the tag. We're just oh, all yeah. really nilly. Just it's talking not about just Christmas. Christmas. It's not just Christmas. We've done that. Yeah. Been there, done that. It's been done. Yeah. Um. So our tag for this year, I was so excited about, yep. is Secret Santa. Ooh. Yes. Who doesn't love a Secret Santa moment? Oh, um, Oddly enough, the origin of our podcasting journey. Oh, so... <gasps> yeah. I hadn't connected those dots. I connected them. <laughs> and that's the unsolved. We're done. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us, yeah. everyone. Yeah, yeah. It's come full circle. We can end here. No, yeah. Uh, again, for those who don't know the Ficklist lore... The original podcast, the spooky podcast that we did was born out of a secret Santa gift, a very elaborate secret Santa gift for a very elaborate secret Santa at the workplace (laughs) that we used to work at that had a very ridiculous secret Santa process. It's true. You know, they don't do it anymore. Oh, that's probably for the best. (sighs) It was emotionally damaging. I loved it. It was very intense. So the short version of the story is basically you would have a week that you were responsible for gifting for your secret Santa and the spending limit was $10. So put a bunch of theater kids in a, <laughs> like very broke give them ten dollars and you have to have a present every day for a week what what happens chaos so people would come up with stuff that was free but that was like very elaborate yeah. it was a culture of getting like bigger and bigger every year and so one year like we did a fake snowball fight for somebody who missed snow yeah we did like dance parties um our friend angel was like 
my secret Santa really likes my favorite murder. We're going to do a spooky things podcast, like especially for them. And that's how we all started podcasting together. Mm-hmm. And then at the holiday party, which was on the Friday, you had to get up in front of the entire company <laughs> and try to guess who yep. your secret Santa was. And it was a whole process. And that was when you presented your final gift, which was usually the biggest thing. And like, it was very stressful. <laughs> there was an email account that you could <laughs> oh, use. Oh, true. A secret to- Santa <laughs> Yeah, email. it was secret Santa. And you could use that email account to like send asks to other people in the company for their assistance or like get information from your secret santa and I it like how elaborate it was, it was too much i loved it i loved every second of it it was so much loved it but it was very fun and yeah. it was a good time and lots of lots of joy was had by all i think the thing that was hard is that the expectation was to be grandiose and sort of like very public. And there were yeah. many of us who were not comfortable with that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So sometimes if you got a person, if you're, if you as a gift giver were like really excited about that, but your recipient was not yeah, or vice versa, it could be kind of upsetting. I agree. Like I was very grateful the years when I got somebody who matched my energy. Mm. That was when it was like the best. So in terms of tags for secret Santa, what yeah. were you looking for? What did you love? What was the joy? I was really looking for fix wherein a person picked someone else's name out of a hat and mm-hmm. then had to give them gifts. And in turn, someone that they didn't know gave them gifts. Wow. I'm so glad you understand the conceit of the Secret <laughs> Santa, you little shit. <laughs> yeah, that was... I, I had no like expectations. I love just i love you were Christmas. just here for the ride i love secret santa i think mm-hmm. it's so uh it's so fun in my head and i but i, I hear all the things that you're saying and i agree yeah. um but i i think yeah i i was stoked when you when you said that you wanted to do that and i was like perfect yeah. also i didn't uh, have another tag to suggest so <laughs> i as a little background i sent aaron like three options i was like uh, how about this how about this or how about this but they were all options i had already researched and had found <laughs> some options for because i was like i'm not going to be found with my dick in my hand again <laughs> you're like i played myself once <laughs> no never, never again, again. <laughs> that's really funny yeah so did you have any like specific things that you were looking for in a secret santa i had previously read it it was in my bookmarks and the tag was secret santa (laughs) those were the parameters perfect was vaguely coherent (laughs) those were the goals they i do enjoy there comes a time of year where Mm. it's like it's much like christmas music after Thanksgiving is over and we're heading into the Christmas time and people start posting their little fluffy Christmas stuff, I'm excited about it. I'm here for yes. it. I want there to be like dumb Hallmark movies in fic form with characters that I think should kiss. Yes. Um, I'm about it. Uh, so I had had several of those saved from previous years. I knew that for sure. And then I sent you none of the ones that I had previously saved. <laughs> and then I found another one because... because if you look at our schedule of episodes, uh-huh. dear Alan, I am looking at it. I did not repeat fandoms. God damn you! I was. <laughs> God damn you! God damn you, Aaron! I was. <laughs> um, you beat me to it by like a minute. I was. In fact, I was waiting for you to finish this this dialogue you were going on. I was like, all right, I've got to mention. Yeah, I am so. I I'm proud. Granted. This is a shorter season than we intended. <laughs> hey, hey, we it take wasn't the wins. Asked. We, take we take the, the wins. wins. <laughs> but I, listeners, I want to point out that this season, Aaron did not repeat uh, a t- uh, fandom once. The mm-hmm. magicians, 
had one fic. Yep. And that was it. And you know what? I was so proud. When I Thank when you. I looked at this, when you're at the last two fics, I was like, oh, Aaron did it. Wow. Yeah. And then we look over at mine. <laughs> and uh, listen, maybe maybe there was a crutch. Maybe maybe the MCU really made an impact this year for me. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> to be also your MCU, it was only two Stucky. Yeah, it was two out Stucky. of three, yeah. which is pretty good. Um, <laughs> I almost sent MCU for this tag because all of my Secret Santa stuff was MCU, and oh, that's why I was like went through the whole thing. Also, just like the volume of fic available to us yeah. in the MCU is vast, so I was like, of course. And then I decided intentionally not to use any of the stuff that I had bookmarked, went searching, and chose a fandom that I don't read a lot of fanfic for, but a show that I know really well. Yeah. So that's where I went with it. And I think, well, let's segue into talking about it. So what you sent me is a fic entitled, All I Want for Christmas is You. It was so hard to not just burst into song there did you yeah did you catch that all i want um (laughs) so good it's not it's not christmas season until i hear that song in my in my head that's true but i digress and then you hear it 17 times a day and you're like i'm going and you love every moment oh we have different experiences (laughs) i really like to sing that song aggressively at my mother in the car otherwise i'm over it (laughs) i love it it's such a fun time so this fic is entitled all i want for christmas is you it's written by christy lynn and it is on archive of our own it is a the good place fic um and it's a pairing of tahani and eleanor Mm -hmm. and i have seen the show not fully Mm -hmm. i like one of my old roommates was working their way through it and i saw like probably I think what it has three or four seasons, and I yeah. think I saw about two. You should finish it. I've heard it's devastating. It is. <laughs> it's rough. Yeah, but it's I, so beautiful. I'm yeah. I've that's what I've heard, and I don't know that I can do the existential like end yeah. that I go for. And I'm like, I I don't know that I want to. Ooh, do you want me to talk about it or no? Um, no. I think Great. I some some point I I probably will go back because i i I, what i saw of it i loved it's so good listeners if you know you know if you know you know (laughs) i do not (laughs) it is worth and also if you haven't seen that show i would argue it's a perfect show from what i've seen i would agree i think it's so good it's It's so so well done and it's so smart uh-huh oh uh, yeah so i was ecstatic when i saw that you submitted this i was yeah. like oh, a, the good place fic yes i yeah. was ecstatic so oh so sorry the summary to this <laughs> fic reads it's christmas time in the bad place and eleanor realizes she loves tahani yes <laughs> <laughs> end of summary done it's, this was also short. I think it's yeah. the shortest of the of the fix we sent. It's it is indeed because I had to words. find it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the plot, again, very bare bones here, is that um, they're in the bad place, and what is her name? This I didn't see. I, I don't. I, I don't recognize. Oh, Vicky. Um, oh. I don't think I saw an episode with Vicky. Yeah. Um. So Vicky is is forcing the like friend group. She's a demon. To do Secret Santa, mm-hmm. presumably to like torture them, and then there's going to be like a big reveal, kind of like what Aaron was talking about at the end of this huge party that Vicky's throwing. Yep. And so Eleanor gets to Honey, and uh, is like has already picked out a beautiful dress for her and is like, all right, we're set. Tahani will love this dress. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 
she's talking to Chidi and Chidi's having this moment of like panic because he's like, I don't know what to get Jason. Mm -hmm. And uh, Eleanor's just like, well, you know, he likes like the Fast and Furious movies. Why don't you just like book him like a like a like a marathon on a big screen and call it a day, you know? Mm -hmm. And Chidi's like, that's not personal. Like you, you know, your secret Santa gift has to have some like meaning to it like mm -hmm. it has to come from the heart or whatnot it can't just be something that's like here you go i know you like jelly beans here's some jelly beans yeah which mm. yeah you know different different folks have different ideas of yeah. of what constitutes a good gift yes. shall we say i'm always happy to get something for somebody i know that they will like yeah so it's like okay i it depends on the person here's the other thing here's something i've noticed this is a total like sidebar thing but uh i i didn't realize I, that one of my love languages is gift giving yeah. because i find myself whenever i'm out and about and i see something um yeah i i was i just looked over i was like i brought Aaron these uh, pete seeger records that i found like at a at a sale somewhere i was like oh i know Aaron really likes pete seeger i don't know if she has these but i'll take them with me because they were really cheap and that's kind of the way i operate with like gifts is that if i'm out and about and i see something i was like oh i know that xyz likes this maybe mm -hmm. i'll grab this for them then that's that's how i operate but when there's pressure when it's a mm. christmas gift or when it's like a birthday gift i yeah. fall apart I'm, oh, no. <laughs> i forget everything that person <laughs> likes i'm like i saw erin drink water once i'll get her this water bottle <laughs> it's like when someone asks you what your favorite song is and suddenly you've never heard music in your entire life <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> you're just like oh i don't oh, know no. uh, uh, twinkle twinkle little star <laughs> i really i remember no. enjoying that one in kindergarten <laughs> yeah. It's bad. Yeah. It's really like five songs in one because it's also the alphabet song. That's true. Isn't that smart? <laughs> I love cry. the versatility. Yeah, just like break. Yep, exactly. Uh, yeah. So and so in that vein, Eleanor kind of has a moment where it's like, oh, so now I have to try and like make it a little more personal. And so she asks Janet for like some woodworking tools, and she makes mm -hmm. like the like a, a, a personalized wooden frame mm. uh and i'm trying it's like wood burning let's see mm -hmm. like wood burns like a, a nice saying to it and it like it looks really pretty and so she asks janet to pull up like uh, she's like i need a picture of tahani and i and janet is like all right here's like these thirty thousand possible oh, uh six thousand possible pictures <laughs> and eleanor is like okay let's filter out all the pictures where tahani looks weird uh, and nothing changed, yeah. <laughs> which is really funny. And then Eleanor's like, "All right, can we filter out the pictures where I look weird?" <laughs> and there, and it goes from six thousand to three hundred. <laughs> and I was like, "Brutal, but hilarious." Um, it is the bad place after all. Yep. <laughs> and so she's looking through these like pictures uh, to try and find one to put in the frame, and she's like, "Huh, I look like I'm trying to like." I, she's like, "I have this look in my face, like I am trying to get with Tahani in some of these." And she's like, "All right, Janet, filter out all the pictures where I look like I want to bang Tahani," and all the pictures disappear. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, "Oh, I love her." Yeah, yeah. That's how she figures it out, which is so Eleanor. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> it's I was very like, in keeping with the character. I thought it was like, here. I had this moment while I was reading. And I was like, that seems a little too simple. And then I thought about it. I was like. But you know what is in character? It feels like this would be how Eleanor <laughs> figures it out. Do you know who has very simple needs? Eleanor Shellstrap. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, and so once she figures out that she's in love with Tahani, she freaks. She's like, mm -hmm. oh, God, I can't, like, now how am I going to, like, face her? And so she gives Tahani the dress instead of the personalized gifts because she's like, I can't, that's too personal. Yeah. Like, giving a gift to someone that I love, and they're going to they're gonna know. Right. And so 
we cut to the party uh <laughs> Tahani is like oh you know why are, why are, you can't look me in the face why are you avoiding me and so Eleanor's like all right come here and like I was again this was very in character with Eleanor's like characterization but I was like how is she so brave she's pulling Tahani out to the side to like tell her you know all I love you she's like I'm just gonna face this head on I was like she's so brave <laughs> so brave um, so they go off to the side room and they find Jason proposing to Janet and they're yes. dressed up as Beauty and the Beast. It's so good. It is so good. And Eleanor's like, well, I can't fucking follow that up with like, oh, yeah, I love Shit. you. Stole my thunder. <laughs> yep. Uh, and so let's see. How does this end? How all things end. I was. Oh, my God. <laughs> No, it doesn't. It doesn't end in death. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. So Jason and Janet uh, have like stolen the thunder here. And Tahani turns to Eleanor and is like, oh, so, you know, you, you had something you wanted to tell me. And Eleanor's like, yeah, I was your secret Santa. I hope you liked your dress. Bye. And then bolts. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Uh, and so Eleanor gets home and then uh, is like thinking about what just went down. And Tahani comes over and is like, you left so quickly. And I have to tell you, I am your secret Santa. I love the conceit of they are each other's secret Santa. Oh, so good. It's trash, but it's yeah. I'm Oscar the Grouch. Right. <laughs> I'm right there in that trash can. <laughs> Same. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so Tahani gives Eleanor her gift, uh, which was looks like a rock <laughs> in a box. But then you yep. pick it up and on the other side, it's actually like a geode. And it's like this, you know, metaphor for like, oh, they look kind of unassuming. But I, once you crack them open, it's like there's beauty inside and it's all this really sweet thing. Like Eleanor. Like Eleanor. And so Eleanor is like, hey, by the way, I love you. And Tahani's yeah. like, oh, same. Yeah. And then that's the end. Cool beans. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Goodbye. <laughs> yep. Uh, and that was the fic. Mm-hmm. Very sweet. Very mm-hmm. to the point. Mm-hmm. I did want to mention, so if anyone was curious, what Chidi ended up giving uh, Jason was he wrapped a summary of all the Fast and the Furious movies for Jason. Which is very on brand for our farmer workplace, actually. That is something that would happen there. <laughs> yep. And Jason's response was, dope, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Which... then Chidi was racked with uncertainty for the rest of the evening, I'm <laughs> Truly. certain. Yeah so fun yeah i thought this was delightful it was a lovely little like it was a lovely little christmas fic which mm-hmm. is what you want during the season that was the I, goal. yeah i would say i i think and i've been kind of touching upon it as i was like giving the summary my only kind of gripe with it is i do think at times it was just so like simple oh yeah. like it was just like here's the thing here yeah. you are this is what they felt. This is not Shakespeare. <laughs> yeah. There was not... There it was is not, not a, war and peace. <laughs> there was no nuance. No. So I I was like, I kind of would have liked a little more yeah. like, ooh, like a little more something, something. Mm-hmm. But again, it fits so well with all of these characters, I mm-hmm. feel like. And so it's hard to fault it because it's just like you nailed the characterization. <laughs> it's fun. Like, it's yeah. just meant to be a fun time. Yeah. Like, you can, you can take the dialogue out of this and make a, a screenplay and it's an episode. It could have been, yeah, it would have been really cute. And yeah. there is sort of like a canon, not a canon, a fanon interpretation that, well, they kind of lean into it in the show a little bit, that Eleanor is really into Tahani. Mm-hmm. So playing with that in this context is fun. <laughs> yeah. So, like, why not? Exactly. Um, I am a huge, I think Eleanor and Chidi are just like, oh, have you gotten that far in the show? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I was going to be like, nah! <laughs> what did I do? Eleanor and Chidi to me are like, perfect yeah I they agree. are like an untouchable i agree pairing a thousand percent so it felt a little like 
cheating on them yeah. to do an Eleanor and Tahani. But Eleanor and Tahani are fun. Yeah. You it's know? A, it was when you sent it, I... So on our spreadsheet, we have, like, the fandom and the tag, but we don't say, like, the pairing right, right on the spreadsheet. So what I first saw was, like, oh, it's the, the Good Place fic. And so in my head, I was like, oh, so it's Chidi and Eleanor. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't. And I was like, oh. Yeah. But okay. Yeah. Like, th- yeah, they're such good characters. Like, yeah. All of them are such good characters that I wouldn't have mind minded reading any fic with any of them. I tried to find one with Eleanor and Chidi, but I couldn't. So devastating. I got get on that. I know. Someone's (laughs) got to get on that. There's a dearth of them. Um, (laughs) You know, that it's an opportunity for the taking. That's Um, true. But yeah, I usually don't read fan fiction of The Good Place because it's so perfect. Yeah. That that unlike with other shows, which will remain nameless, (laughs) um, I don't feel the need to like go more into anything or fix anything or like, you know, explore this other aspect of it through fic. I just don't. It's just, I was like, this is a perfect thing that can just. Be, I'm like, I don't need it. Yeah. Which is wild, but yeah, that was sort of fun to pick up one from this one because I was like, okay. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I, I was ecstatic. You brought it. I. Yeah. I think again, I had a lovely time. Maybe I think I'll, it was a good time. Maybe I'll rewatch that show. I was just thinking. I was like, do I want to watch the Good Place? We should watch today? it. Oh my god. <gasps> yes. We should. Absolutely. That'll be our. Between Christmas and Pride <laughs> break <Yes. laughs> activity. activity. <laughs> so we'll watch that show together. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. And I think I would probably rate it. I'm thinking 3.6. That's very fair. Yeah. You know, it's I had a great nice. time. I think it it uh, did justice to the characters and it uh, it accomplished what it set out to do. It's a good oh, time. Yeah. I haven't asked for a single brownie point this episode, and I need you to be proud of me. <laughs> I think you're doing great. <laughs> I need a brownie point for not asking for them. <laughs> that's what, I've been doing really well. I didn't ask for a treat, so give me a treat. <laughs> <laughs> I am the cat that's like, give me the treat. <laughs> and it's like, no, do the thing. No, treat. <laughs> <laughs> treat first. Yeah. No, that is fantastic. I think that is a very lovely rating for this fic. Thank you, Elon. Yeah, thank you for sending it. Of course. And now I guess we should talk about what I sent to you. We should indeed, which is a good return to form, actually, for the two of us. <laughs> um, this is a Schitt's Creek fanfic, which is very on brand and also very delightful. Alan, do you want to talk about your Spotify on? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to drag me on our I on our podcast for about 3 years. <laughs> the best. We sent each other our Spotify unwrapped and what does Alan have on his top songs? Um yeah, I think it was number 4 or 5. <laughs> I have it I have simply the best as performed by Noah Reading in the, from Shit's Creek. And <laughs> I I, I literally sent you a text like, are you okay? And you were like, no. <laughs> you don't understand the amount of times I have sobbed while wailing, uh, while playing that song on repeat. It's such, oh. It's it's upsetting to me how much I understand <laughs> why that is the way that is for you. Yeah. We're not going to talk about my YouTube history <laughs> where yep. I just rewatch the same thing over and over. I'm like, someone will love me one day. Yep, yep. <laughs> it's really bad. But I, w- I like all of your songs. It was like Billie Eilish. And uh-huh. then it was like that song. And I was like, Alan's not well. No. It this was is bad. It was Billie Eilish at the top and then Olivia Rodrigo. Yeah. <laughs> and then some Conan Gray, then Noah Reading. And then there was another Billie Eilish. So it, I think if yeah. anyone sees that and they're like, oh, this man's not well. Sad boy Alan. And I was like, oh boy. So <laughs> not a not a happy one in the mix. Yeah. But the good news is this fan fiction is not sad. No, 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 no. Very um, happy. Yeah. And as 
per use, Schitt's Creek is not very sad. Like, no. they occasionally glance over a conflict. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then they turn right and they're like, it's fine. Yeah, um, it worked out. <laughs> it's called Stickers of Old Men and a Thousand Yen by Anonymous. The summary... The birthday kiss between David and Patrick didn't happen, and now it's Christmas. What are they going to do when they draw each other in the town's secret Santa gift exchange? Italics. But a couple of weeks later, Twyla pulled the names, and now he had to find the perfect gift that said, I think you're amazing and sexy and gorgeous and perfect, and I'm half in love with you, and would you please kiss me already? But with, like, a spending limit of $25. <laughs> Which is so fun. I actually... So, it's a... It's an excerpt summary in reverse. Yes, I was like, wow. <laughs> I didn't even notice that when I so sent it. so funny. I don't mind it in this context. Yeah. I kind of think it could do without it. Yeah, Honestly, it could. it could do without the italicized excerpt. But it's fine. Like, it doesn't detract from it overall. The prompt is below it in the notes. And this is one of those ones where it's like, there's a prompt from a fandom collection, which is cool. And the prompt is, David and Patrick don't get together on David's birthday and have been pining idiots for months. A secret Santa exchange organized by Twyla rigged by stevie gives them a chance to buy slash make something that says how they feel when they both get the other person's name maybe the rules of the secret santa are everything must be handmade or it's over multiple days with clues for guessing the giver none of that other stuff happened yeah, it's true <laughs> the prompt literally ran with the first sentence <laughs> yep done. and fantastic love it so of course the conceit of this david and patrick are mm-hmm. each other's secret santa gifts givers and receivers but they don't know this david is like very upset he's like what am I going to do? Because I have, have it over heels for Patrick. And like, op- we don't know for sure if he is gay or straight or what. Uh-huh. He was like, I'm very open to the possibility that he may not be a straight man. There were sparks in the car. So like, ooh, perhaps chemistry. But like, I don't want to make assumptions, which is very fair. And then Patrick is also very dismayed by his situation (laughs) because he's like, how am I going to not make it clear that I'm like wildly in love with David Rose? He doesn't even know I'm gay. (laughs) And they're both morons and I love them. (laughs) So Twyla does a secret Santa for the whole town. Patrick does it because he's like, I kind of know everyone who's worth knowing. So why not? And David does it because he loves secret Santas and really enjoys giving gifts and is very good at it. Mm -hmm. And he's like, it's going to be a different ball game than the ones that I used to do in New York. I'm sure. (laughs) And Patrick's like, what do you mean? And David's like, well, I'm probably not going to get a $600 Versace candle. And Patrick (laughs) is like holding a $45 candle from the store in his hand and sets it down. (laughs) And is like, all right, so I'm not going to get him a candle. (laughs) So they're both sort of, it's sort of the parallel track happening where David is trying to figure out the perfect gift for Patrick and Patrick is trying to figure out the perfect gift for David and that's the whole sort of conceit. David thinks for a minute about getting him lube (laughs) because at least it won't go to waste. Yeah, it's like artisanal lube. Yeah, but it gets him like too hot under the collar to Mm -hmm. even think about because he's so into Patrick so he's like, maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) So we're gonna not do that. And then Patrick is like, I I could do like, I could get him something but what am I gonna get him that's not already in the store? Because I don't want to get him something from the store. That's shitty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. And so he's like, oh, I could sing. Because in this version of the story, they never did the Simply open mic the night. Yeah. Hmm. So, no, it's open mic night. Which is where he sings. Is that that song? Yeah, it's the same song. Oh. Yeah, so he sings like the pared down mm-hmm. acoustic version and then David dances to the original. So good. Okay, because I always thought about the dancing one and I don't know enough about Mariah Carey to know her songs. I'm so sorry. I, you know, it's fine. Um, I listen to a lot of Pete Seeger. <laughs> We're not going to worry about it. <laughs> so, I think simply the best is it's Tina Turner, not Mariah Carey. Mm. 
<laughs> I did Mariah Carey because of I said Mariah Carey because, because of, of the time. Up. Yeah. yeah, that and because he says um, the you know I've only said I love you to like three people in my life, yep. my parents, and once at a Mariah Carey concert. <laughs> like, yep. So I was like, that must be a Mariah Carey song. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, nope. I am a dum dum. It's fine. So what does happen is Patrick decides he's going to sing him Mariah's Christmas classic. Of course. All I want for Christmas is you. There we go. Yep. And so he's like, sure, fine, whatever. David decides that he's going to do a painting for Patrick. And it's very sweet. And uh, it's really, really lovely. And so they get around to reveal day. It's the 23rd. Everyone's supposed to do their thing. And David's a little terse. And he's like, where the fuck is my gift? (laughs) And Patrick is a little like out of it because he's like, this is very stressful. I have set up the back room to be like my little like picnic zone for if this goes well. It's going to be a whole thing. But David keeps like brushing by the door and like david can tell that there's something going on so he keeps doing it intentionally which is like very on brand um but patrick is like i'm gonna have a heart attack and so they get to the end of the day david has the present sort of tucked away he's like i'll give it to him at the end of like after we close Mm -hmm. it'll be great so they close and then uh david like gives him the painting and patrick is very touched by it and really enjoys it and it's wonderful of course david is like this is the worst gift on the planet. What have I done? Which we all do. <laughs> um, and then Patrick is like, this is incredible. And Dave is like, okay, this is headed where I think it's headed. And then Patrick is like, okay, we're going to the back storeroom. And David is like, I knew something was going on with that room. And he, Patrick has like cleared out the entire storeroom for a, so a split second. David's like, so you cleaned? <laughs> That's my gift. That's my gift. And Patrick's like, no, no, no. Um, so Patrick reassures him because David has the similar freak out from the show mm-hmm. about being like, oh, I'm going to have to like pretend to like this. <laughs> yep. And then Patrick starts singing and David just like melts and is like, oh yeah, this is the one. That's it. I'm toast. Like a little marshmallow. Yeah. And then um, it kind of goes out of dialogue and into description for the end. It's very like Hallmark movie. It's very sort of like big sweeping romantic gesture. And (laughs) David realized he's like, not only is he singing Mariah Carey, he's singing All I Want for Christmas is You, which means he loves me, which means I'm going to kiss that face. (laughs) And so he does. Um, And so they kiss and it's really really great and it's a very beautiful little romantic moment that retelling it can't do justice to so you should read this fic and enjoy that moment Mm -hmm. um and it's very sweet it's very hallmark that episode the open mic night is one of the like most beautiful things i've ever seen in my entire Mm -hmm. life like Mm -hmm. that episode oh that ah that scene and so to have essentially taken the conceit of that scene and set it to christmas instead I was gone. I yeah. was like, absolutely. Like, I'm done. toast. <laughs> it was so good. The writing was delightful. The characterization yeah. was so on point. It was everything I want in a little Christmas fic. And it, it's very much the like, we're just here to have a good time <laughs> and like recreate Hallmark tropes, but with queer characters, which as you know, is, is my jam. Yeah. That is my thing. So I had a lovely, lovely time reading this. I was very happy to read it yesterday. <laughs> Um, and I read it quickly. It was a fast read. Yeah. Again, similar to the other one, it feels like the right amount of thick. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't feel like you are rushed through it at all, but it also ends at a point where you're like, okay, great. They're going to go off and have the rest of their relationship. It's going to yep. be awesome. I don't want any more or any less of this. It's <laughs> going to be fantastic. So, yeah, extremely well done. I would easily give this a four. Yes. So Woo. good. Um, yeah. 
there's nothing else to say except to gush over it. So. Yes. Very good times were had by all. Particularly David and Patrick, but also Aaron. Yeah, and Alan. <laughs> and Alan. <laughs> to be clear. And we were all happy. The end. The end. <laughs> <sighs> wow. That was... That was lovely. That was lovely. I think we we did well on on this uh, episode. We're under an hour and a half recording time, which I don't think we've ever done. No. This is a four-fic episode. Yeah. No, for four-fics, absolutely. We've never done that. No, this is wild. It's a Christmas gift to me. (gasps) Christmas miracle. (laughs) It is. It's a Christmas miracle. (laughs) God bless us, everyone. (laughs) That might get cut. (laughs) Uh, Maybe. Probably should. (laughs) We'll see how you're feeling in, we'll the, see in how, a few days. Yeah, while I'm editing that. Uh, Alan. Aaron. Tis the end of our season. It is. Wow. It feels like it came out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Heading into the new year, do you have any, I don't know, words of wisdom or love to share with our listeners? Oh. Before we run away into our little caverns of cozy blankets? I, I don't really. I... <laughs> What no. what I well I will tell you is that I think this year I'm not doing any resolutions because I mm-hmm. I and I usually I do mm-hmm. um, just because I was like I, I like the idea of like a new year bringing like a some change and like trying mm-hmm. to better yourself or trying to like do things that you haven't done before mm-hmm. but I have found it's really exhausting and yeah. it really just adds like pressure to yourself so I, you know I would say if you do set resolutions kind of keep an open mind be generous with yourself and kind of listen to where you are and what you need because i think that your own well-being at any point in time is more important than any arbitrary goal that you have set for yourself yeah i think that's fair that's good what about you (sighs) (laughs) i don't know same i need to i need to spend less money <laughs> that's my goal is to not oh, fuck up my financial man. life so much next year I, I every year it's the same goal and every year i fail so i don't know maybe 18th time is the charm i don't know 2022 here we come i know really the only thing that i can say is that i'm trying to balance being grateful for the things that are good in my life while also giving me space to grieve and be upset with the things that are not good yeah and that is a hard place to be and a hard mm-hmm. thing to do. We kind of joked about it and like talked about it briefly, but you and I have both been going through sort of parallel rough mental health times, mm-hmm. which is why we have taken so long to record this episode. My feeling and my hope is that I am on more of an upswing now, which is good. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure it stays that way. Yeah. Um, and part of that is not downplaying the things that I have been experiencing and Absolutely. not doing the thing. Cause I think for a long time, a lot of us do this. It's not unique to me um, is you just kind of grin and bear it. And you remember that it could be worse. And then yeah, they're play. starving kids in Africa. Well, it's not even that it's like, you know, I look around and like all these people are going through like they've been affected by COVID so much worse than I have. Yeah, or it's, like, it's that like mentality. They, you know, they still don't have a job. And like, I got a job right away after I was laid off mm-hmm. and like, it could be worse. It could be worse. It could be worse. And then I'm like, yeah, but that doesn't mean that I am wrong for yeah, having it, a hard time. Yeah, it doesn't mean that you are in a good place. Like, you are in a right. bad place. Could it be worse? Sure, but that doesn't negate the right. bad. And trying to sort of... I think one of the hard parts about pulling out of a bad place is feeling like you were a fraud in the bad place in the first... Mm-hmm. in the, To begin with. <laughs> and then it just spirals kind of back. Like, it holds you back from moving through it. So yeah. my goal for the new year... I'm trying to follow actually more of, like, the solstice and things like that. And that is more about sort of a closing of a period of time. Oh, yeah. And allowing space for rest. I love that. That is kind of what I'm focusing on this year rather than a, like... 
I'm going to like hype beast myself into <laughs> like, I don't know, going to the gym. I'm yeah. not going to go to the fucking gym. Like no it's is. not going to happen. Everyone, if this is your resolution, you know, it's not going to happen. Try don't, it in like August or something. Don't. Also, yeah. you don't want to be in the gym in January with other people. No. Not, it's the it, worst time to go to the gym, honestly. Yeah. Don't do it. No. This is me telling you to sit down. <laughs> but like, I am also trying to give myself, I'm trying to be more intuitive with what I need and when I need it. And yeah. like giving myself space to to operate that way as opposed to trying to like force myself through stuff, which is how I've like gotten to the point where I'm at now, <laughs> where things just sort of like, it catches up to you eventually. Yeah, of course. So my, that is my hope for the new year is that we all have the space to like be not okay in an okay way. I love that. You know? Beautiful. Yeah. Well said. Yeah, so I should warn you now, that means these episodes are going to be few and far between. <laughs> That's my segue to be like, we don't know. We, we do love this podcast. A hundred thousand percent. Yeah. Um, we have every intention of doing wonderful and glorious things with this mm-hmm. podcast and we will be back. We do. We had every intention of having more guests on this episode. That did not happen. <laughs> we, I was listening to an older episode from the season. I was like, wow, we were so optimistic. Um, but we would love to have guests next season. We yeah. would love to do these things it's just i think we at this point need to be honest that the timeline means nothing yeah deadlines are made up and the points don't matter a thousand percent yeah Yeah. so i am very grateful for everybody who has stuck around with us this season and continue to be supportive of this podcast um if you have sent us love if you have befriended us because of this podcast just know that you are near and dear to our hearts yes um if you came to awesome con this year oh my god did we even touch about (sighs) we didn't i don't think so we should we should at least talk about it a little little bit bit. i mean yeah yeah, because the last we got through the fix really fast so we can just talk now yeah (laughs) welcome to to the to, Welcome to the uh, after party the after oh love yeah. that should we have a second spin-off podcast where we just debrief about i think we should, I think we should. <laughs> that, that's a great idea we should add more to the plate yeah, the fic list after dark <laughs> <laughs> i love that it's just us and it's not at all like scandalous it's yep. just us talking about stuff um yeah so awesome con happened awesome con happened in one of the most stressful months of my entire life mm-hmm. i was in the process of moving um and like literally filled yeah. out an application August 1st, heard back like August 5th, had to sign a lease, had to do yeah. like all the all the paperwork and like setting up the move. And then in between that was awesome con. Yeah. I was stressed out of my mind. I remember. Yeah. Me and Caitlin at one point were like, is he going to be okay? <laughs> and then we were like, we can't make it be okay. But you know so. what? You know what it was? Like it was a lovely like oasis it was a great step away from like um from all of that stress Mm -hmm. and it it was baby's first con for me at Mm -hmm. least because i'd never been um and certainly you know of course first con as as a panelist yeah wow it was wonderful it was it was incredible it it really really was like like a life-changing experience Mm -hmm. it was you know, everyone we met was so loving and kind and gracious. And I know, oh man, the we presented on the Friday. Our panel was the yeah. Friday, Friday, Friday evening. evening. Yeah, um, we were up against Adam Savage. I was upset. <laughs> yeah, you were not happy. <laughs> I was happy. like, the entire lead time leading up to the con, I was like, I just really want to do our panel and then go see Adam Savage talk. That's mm-hmm. all I want to do. Everything else, I'm flexible. And then they were compete <laughs> yep. and i was like you motherfucker <laughs> yeah i really you jinxed yourself <laughs> you're like so all i sad. want of this of this con so mad i got an autograph from him so it's fine yeah we had it we had our our moment in the sun but i was a little upset <laughs> that i didn't get to see him talk because he's very very engaging as a speaker mm-hmm. but we were up against adam savage on friday we evening were. which is a tough time block yeah and so 
the hour leading up to it, uh, Caitlin, Aaron, and I were just like sitting at a hallway, and Aaron and I were panicking. Oh yeah, <laughs> like shaking, anxiety. Like <laughs> no one's gonna come. There's no gonna be gonna one person in this audience. What are we gonna do? There's gonna yeah. be like three people. It's gonna be what it is. Yeah. I was like, what if no one comes? Yeah. What do we do? Because I like for a minute, I was like, what if no one shows up? Terrified. Like truly. Yeah. It was. <laughs> some of the just like the emotional uh-huh. recall of that my like my my hands are tingling i'm like so yeah nervous about it but then like it was it was well attended it was it like 40 some people yeah so we were sitting in the hallway and then other people started congregating around yep. the door right and i was like what else is on this hallway i was like oh is somebody gonna be here and then people were like oh yeah we're really excited about this fickless thing and i overheard i was like they're coming to our podcast and oh, that, no. that was the worst part was we were sitting with all the people we were about to present yep. to and i caitlin was like yeah they're here for you dipshit <laughs> <laughs> caitlin was really our rock that she weekend she really was and in the right amount of brisk <laughs> to yes. cut through the bullshit she was like yeah they're here for you because it's a con you have a good title and like it's gonna be fine and I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. I started hyperventilating into my mask, for mostly for comedic effect, but also <laughs> because I was genuinely very, like, very scared. Yep. And, like, more and more people started coming our way. Oh, man. And then we got let into the room, and we got our stuff set up, and I turned around, and the police was, like... It was a big room. Big room. They gave us a big room. They gave us a big room, and there were people in every row. Yeah. Which was wild. I was shocked. I... Oh, yeah. It's flabbergasted. Floored. Yeah. And we were sitting there up there talking and I was like, uh, we thought there were going to be three of you. <laughs> Hello. Room <laughs> Everyone of was like, nah, we're here, bro. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, we got to do a good job. <laughs> I was like, oh no, I didn't know we'd get that far. And it was surreal how well it went. Uh, yeah. And here's the thing is I was dying of nerves up until I sat down at the chair and then I was like, all right. We're, now we're doing it. I think that's fair, too. I was still a little nervous, but then we settled into our usual sort of, like, friendly banter. Banter, yeah. And having you by my side, I was like, I know Alan. Alan's not going to leave me high and dry. No. Caitlin's got us. Like, she's got us, like, rock solid. Yeah. We have a good plan. We have a game. Like, I was like, no matter what, we have put the work in to make this happen, and we are funny. Yeah. So if shit hits the fan... <laughs> We can vamp and it yep. won't be terrible. <laughs> Agreed. And it was not. Everyone was mm-hmm. so engaged and yeah. like people were like throwing answers out onto us. Yeah. And it was lovely. It was the definition of community, I think. Yeah. It was easily one of the most forgiving audiences we could have had. Yeah. Like it was an audience that was like there for it. Yeah. And that is huge because I had kind of prepped to have to like get people's buy-in mm-hmm. because me and alan have both taught it's and true. i don't know if you've ever looked into the eyes of a like middle schooler mm. who hates you devastating <laughs> and had to make them do a thing <laughs> but that's the hardest shit on this earth it's true <laughs> to do and that's the framework i have for presenting and so i was like i'm gonna have to like get them on board with this yeah. we have to set up a conceit blah 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 and then they were all like yeah we're along for the ride yeah. we're here this is a great idea yeah because tell me more some of the like one of the games was like oh turn to like a stranger and like start talking about like uh, your favorite uh, fandoms and stuff like that. And so in my head, I was like, that's not going to work. If I right. was in this audience, I would hate this because I right. am so socially anxious. But everyone was lovely. Everyone yeah. immediately like turned and found someone new and like they got mm-hmm. to talking and it was lovely. It was so Such sweet. a great time. There were a couple of people in the front row who were very talkative with us, which made it, it broke the fourth wall. Yeah. Because that was something I was worried about too. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, it's going to feel like us lecturing. 
Yeah. Which we have not earned. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. No. Like, no one's here to see us talk for 45 no, minutes about no. ourselves, okay? <laughs> and having that ethos was also the best choice we made the yeah. entire night, was knowing that no one know who the fuck we are. Exactly. And we need to make this as fun as possible with zero knowledge of our podcast. A thousand percent. That yeah. was the best choice we could have possibly made. I agree. And so we did that. We did the get to know you game, and then we did a bracket. Oh, yeah. If you were at that particular con, by the way, the thing that Caitlin forgot to say is that they were all tropes from episodes that we had done. (laughs) And she was so proud of that and then completely biffed it day of and didn't tell anyone that that's what it was. She had a lot of plates spinning. She did. She was really keeping the whole boat afloat. (laughs) Um, And Hurt Comfort won. There was a lot of like infighting. It was very funny. Devastating. (laughs) As is usual we asked a room full of nerds for their opinions <laughs> and they <laughs> and, delivered and they delivered <laughs> and i was on board with it and the the vibe was just so good and it the was, energy was so fun yeah. we were ended right on time we did which i'm very proud of yeah and we have every intention of going back next year yeah and i was so surprised at the amount of people that came up afterwards mm-hmm. to like talk to us yeah. and like People are like, oh, you know, I I had a lovely conversation with this person who was like, oh, you know, I have a three-day pass, but nothing uh, in the schedule today really interested me. But then I was in, like, my hotel room, and I saw, oh, like, a fan fiction thing. I like read fan fiction. I'll go. And they loved it, and they were like, yeah, I'm, I'm just subscribed to you all, so I'm really excited. It was yeah. great to get to, like, interact with people and, yeah. like, afterwards just chat about fanfics. Yeah. It was great. And we found out after the fact. So we did a postmort with the the con company, with Awesome Con. Mm-hmm. And that was me and Caitlin because Alan was at work at the time. That's true. And me and Caitlin went in. We were like, they're going to tell us we did awful. <laughs> they're like, <laughs> they're going to be like, never again. <laughs> yeah, you are permanently banned from Awesome Con. And the producer was like, so you guys had one of the highest attended panels of the day. Yes. I think of the weekend. I'd have to go back through Woo. my notes. Um, and you were the highest attended panel against a celebrity talk. We'll take it. <laughs> I thought I was going to shit my pants. <laughs> I'm, like my stomach dropped. I was like, what? Like I could not believe that. She was like, yeah, you had like 40 some odd people. It was super well attended. Everybody said it was a good time. So for next year. Yes. Bear in mind, I was ready to beg. <laughs> I had walked into this like, please let me come back. <laughs> Give me another chance. And they were like, so we should talk about next year. Like, we have an idea for this and that and the other yes. thing. We were talking about multiple opportunities. Ugh. So whether or not that actually comes to fruition is a different mm-hmm. question. But the energy coming out of it was just so overwhelmingly positive. It was um, And we just, it was such a good, it was so good. And we got to run into some other friends at the con, like some other podcasts that we've talked to. Yes. The, um, great geek refuge was there and we just made it for their panel we got stuck in traffic and then we're like run 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 so we like zoomed in at the last minute and they were like erin's here and i was like and caitlin you don't know caitlin but she's here um and it was very fun so like it was just it was a winner of a weekend if you have joined us because of the awesome con please know that we love you with our whole hearts yes (laughs) and we are thrilled um and also everybody else we also love you with our whole hearts but of course you know but that's what we're talking about right now it's true what a win that was it was incredible it was definitely a highlight of 2021 i agree yeah Yeah. it was it was a very bright spot amidst a very turbulent year yep 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 yep. and we bought a lot of good shit oh my god the art the art that was there incredible i spent so So much much time just wandering around and being like oh that's beautiful that's beautiful that's beautiful gotta be careful not to spend all your money at oh man it was dangerous (laughs) it was Um, it was a dangerous time your costume made 
quite a swath. Oh, true. Oh, you man. You made a couple of uh, Instagram posts. I did. I was asked for so many pictures. Yeah. I w- was very pleased because I'm an attention whore. <laughs> I was a little jealous of it because oh, I was so wearing sorry. my best costume of the time against yours and you clearly won. I had my film accurate Merida costume on. It was beautiful. Which was fantastic. And I got a couple of people come up to me and be like, cool. Yeah. Then no one asked for a picture. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I got like one picture or something and I was like, okay. And then, <laughs> and then you were like every five minutes we had to stop for you to take a <laughs> line of photos. It was just, it's such an ostentatious like costume. And I, yeah. I for who anyone. it's rare. Knows. People don't do that one. It's true. Yeah. So if anyone is, I did did the May Queen, my take of, on the May Queen uh, dress from the horror movie Midsummer, uh, which is just all flowers and foliage, yeah. basically. And so I have this very long cape that just flows behind me and it yeah. looks gorgeous. Yeah, it's, it's visually good. stunning. Yeah, um, it's a bitch to carry around. Yeah. So it was definitely a commitment. And it's a lot of hot glue. It's true. <laughs> so much hot glue. As many people ask me, like, did you make this? And I would I would say yes. And they would ask, oh, how long did it take you? I said, it took me a month, a ton of hot glue, and many tears. Yeah, it's a lot of crying. <laughs> to be fair, while I was a smidge jealous, mm-hmm. more so than that, me and Caitlin were both like, oh, thank God he's having a good time. Oh, The entire yeah. time we were like... The goal here, our secret goal, was to make sure that you had a good time. Oh, y'all are too sweet. Yeah, because both she and I, her secret goal for the first con that I ever went to, Philly, with oh. her, was secret goal, make Erin have a good time. Yay. Because Caitlin's just a gift to, Oh, to she's all of us. delightful, wonderful. Christmas gift and all Christmas gifts. Yeah. Um, and then me and her looked at each other and we were like, we have to make sure Alan has a good time. Because you have to have a good time at your first con. Y'all are so sweet. And I did. It was yeah. lovely. I learned so much. Yeah. <laughs> Some facts that will stay with me. I <laughs> Whether I want them to or not. We went to a late night <laughs> panel about yep. f- like aquatic sex. <laughs> meaning fish and marine wildlife sex. Yep. And it was called Boom Chicka... What was it? Blue Chicka Woo Woo. Yeah. Blue Chicka Woo Woo. Blue Planet. Something or other. <laughs> yep. And it was about various and sundry marine life and their sex lives with two uh scientists who clearly talk about these things all the time they were so funny <laughs> and they were like you know this particular thing has like a really aggressive penis and we don't all just be like <laughs> and then they were like what <laughs> <laughs> it was incredible there was um the one fact that sticks with me like right now and i Anyone who was around me, like, the days after that con heard the entire spiel. Because I had, like, a list. I was like, did you know this? Did you know this? But the one fact I can remember, uh, listeners, is there is a type of, like, sea slug that has the largest penis proportional to its body. Yeah. And if it was, like, a human being, it would... It be as long as thirty two school buses lined up. Yeah, which is horrific. To and think it about. the way it re- reproduces is it extends its l- giant penis and then it goes around knocking on other sea slugs like, hey, you want to do something? The penis, to be clear, the sea slug stays where it is. <laughs> Are you familiar with the song? Uh, Take a look at my enormous penis. <laughs> no, <we can't laughs> that one. All right. Well, it's probably good that I can only remember that line of it because it's probably copywritten. Oh, but that's man. that sea slug's mantra. It's true. And here's the thing is that that panel was literally like at 830 or 9 in the evening. Yeah. The second or th- second day. Yeah. And we were exhausted because we, we were there were from the morning. Tired out of our minds. Yeah. yeah. And we were like, oh, we. I think we even had the discussion like, do we stay for this or do we just call it an mm-hmm. early day? And I'm so glad we stayed because it was yeah. so funny and so fun and so, so informative. I clocked that panel early you in did. our planning <laughs> process and I was like, we're going. Yep. 
I want to talk about marine sexual escapades (laughs) and it did not disappoint no so thank you to those two scientists who taught us so many useful things to know about marine sex (laughs) they'll stay Um, with me forever there are many benefits to being a marine biologist (laughs) (laughs) um it was really funny and yeah it was just a super good time so hopefully we do more of them in the future i i'm hoping to sort of parlay it into continued stuff and definitely awesome con it's good because it's down the street from us right like that's like we don't we don't have to worry about like traveling or anything but i was about to say like if they have any listeners and you know of cons that are near you yeah we would love to hear that hear uh where you are what are the cons we'll travel for free con tickets (laughs) it's true we'll we'll deal with the airbnb it's fine oh yeah (laughs) we'll find a lovely little airbnb moment yeah um but it's just a good time yeah it'd be great to like meet people who are listeners but maybe we're not able to like make their way to dc yeah we'll come to you we deliver we do deliver (laughs) my cat is on my lap right now she's like bitch it's been been long (laughs) Ah! oh that's just the power oh thank god thank god (laughs) oh my god oh (laughs) Oh, no okay we might have to wrap this up (laughs) yeah the stuffed this this... a stuffed bear just fell on alan The power cord to my laptop fell out, and I thought it was the microphone cable. Oh, fuck. Yeah, okay, we gotta go. All right, how do people find us? (laughs) (laughs) They can find us on Twitter at Ficklist. Yep. Um, They can find us on Tumblr, run by the inimitable caitlin yeah um thank you for doing that caitlin you're a rock the ficklesspodcast.tumblr.com thank you so much um don't look for us on facebook it doesn't exist um <laughs> you can find us on instagram maybe there'll be posts at yeah some probably point. not i think our last <laughs> post is from awesome con so that tells you where we're at if you want to look at our that post was from in awesome august con. <laughs> <It's true. laughs> it is now christmas <laughs> <laughs> um and you can listen to us on the streaming platform of your choice, basically. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on uh, SoundCloud. We are on Audible. I know, which is wild to me. Wild. Um, we're on Podbean, Podkite. Anywhere that Aaron could find a place to plug in our RSS feed, we are on it. Yep. Um, I was a shameless hussy about it. <laughs> it's true. Um, <laughs> much like that sea slug. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Just put my my uh, sound, my little sound recording thing out into the ether and was like, knock, knock, knock. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> um, you can also submit recommendations for mm-hmm. fix for us to read. Uh, there is a tweet uh, that is pinned on our account. Uh, you can go on there and fill out a Google sheet. Yep. It should also be in the summary of our episodes, I think, if we were smart. Um, oh, yes, it is. It yeah, is. You're it's right. There. It's in the episode yeah. liner notes. Yep. Um, good call. Um, we also have a Ko-Fi um, mm-hmm. that uh, helps us offset the costs of producing the podcast. So yep. do not feel that you have to. But if you are feeling particularly generous this holiday season, uh, we would say thank you. Yep. <laughs> Two whole dollars <laughs> will, I don't know, we'll, soothe my we'll soul. We'll split a dollar, dollar, and a dollar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Ko-Fi exists. It's also linked on Twitter. Um, don't feel obligated, but the goal is the goal with it is to offset the cost of creating this thing, which mostly include, like, SoundCloud hosting fees. Yeah. That's pretty much all we spend money on it's for true. this. So it wouldn't take a lot to offset those costs. <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> um, yeah. And so we also put together a sort of master reading list of all of the fix that we send back and forth. Yeah. That is linked similarly via the tweet that is pinned to our Twitter and in the liner notes of every episode. So you can read along with us. Um, you please feel welcome to engage with us. Tell us we're wrong about shit <laughs> tell us we're so right it's about true. everything we handle criticism so well oh yeah in the on this podcast i don't stew on it <laughs> at all 
<laughs> my ego takes a punch. No, it doesn't. <laughs> my ego. I am a soft boy. I am particularly fragile. <laughs> <laughs> I will cry. Yeah. Well, I'll get mad, which is different. You get sad. I get angry. Um, and then I eat a cookie and I'm okay. <laughs> so, no, please do read along with us. We The goal of this podcast has always been and will always be to celebrate fan fiction mm-hmm. and fandom and the creators who give of themselves to the community literally for free and out of the love for the thing. And also probably a little bit of spite. Let's be real. There's a certain <laughs> amount of spite for canon involved in creating fan fiction that it's I'm true. very on board with. Um, so like shout out to all of the authors both reviewed and yet to be reviewed and yet to, yeah. like the people who like make this podcast possible That's in an true. interesting way is the people who write fan fiction so just know that if you write fan fiction we love you we couldn't do it without you well and truly because i don't write fiction. <laughs> <laughs> yes you do i did once if you want to hear what Aaron no. wrote, I think you should write it. <laughs> no, I will. The, every for every email that comes into that effect, an extra day will be added no. to the length of time it takes <laughs> me to release the tapes. Um. So anyway, all that said, thank you. We love you. We look forward to seeing you in 2022. May it be kinder to us all. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>